Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The Electoral College will meet today in various state capitals more often than not, and they will vote for the President of the United States of America. Yeah, I know the general election was November the 8th, but you know how the American system is. Uh, the results of that popular vote, of course, it really uh, determines how many people from the Electoral College are going to be voting in this thing for which candidate. And Donald Trump was the, and is the president-elect. However, there has been a move afoot in some circles to try to get some of these Electoral College votes to actually not vote for Trump, even though he may have, in fact, won those states. Is it going to happen? Is anybody going to do that? Whether it be well, we actually probably even going to find out the answer today. I'll explain that to you in just a couple of seconds. Actually, I'm going to get Michael to explain it. Michael Diamond is with us. He's a principal of Upstream Strategy Group in Toronto, conservative political pundit, and always a welcome guest on the program. Michael, how are you doing today? Great, thanks. Good. Uh, you've been sitting around here watching this happen since November the eighth. Uh, all the the back and forth that's gone on on this. I'm sure. Have you, have you seen those? Uh, there's a video that's making the rounds on social media right now. With who's in that? Martin Sheen and Mike Farrell used to get me on Mash and uh, a bunch of other famous folks, um, some of whom I don't recognize, but all all petitioning the electoral college people to change their vote and say it's not a vote for Hillary; it's just a vote against Donald Trump. Uh, is anybody listening to this? Well, you know, I mean, everyone's listening to these people, and the election, in part, Donald Trump's success in the election, where he won more votes than Hillary Clinton in more states with more of the population, that is why he is now president-elect. We're listening to these folks, and they said, enough, guys. We don't care. We don't listen to you. You're, you're, not, the, uh, uh, you're, not, you're not oligarchs. You're, you're not the House of Lords. We don't care. Because uh, they've been saying, well, no, it's, it's really simple, as if as if this is really part of the process. Now, I, I know that constitutionally there is an idea and a possibility that they can change this. But let, let's talk about somebody who's even considering doing that, who has one of the electoral uh, voters in this process here today, Michael. The fact is there are some ramifications if they were to do this, quite aside from the fact that they might... You know, the, the, I, let's go into the hypothetical once again. Say they're they're representing a state that's where they're supposed to vote for Trump, and they say, "No, I'm going to change my vote." There are penalties involved, and a number of things that can happen to the people that actually do that, if in fact they do it. Well, exactly. So, 29 states. So, under under the federal constitution, the electoral college is somewhat of an independent body. They are not bound federally. But then, when you get into each state, where there's you know 50 plus D.C. 51 sets of rules on this, uh, electors are bound. D.C., for example, in 2000 had a faithless elector when one of their three electors decided to abstain instead of voting for Al Gore uh, to allow for, uh, to, to protest that D.C. is not a state. And uh, following her, that elector doing that, uh, the uh, government in D.C., it has now brought in a law to bound their electors, so they are not able to do that. So, um, so 29 states off the hop uh, insist upon the electors legally having to vote the way that the population has instructed them to. So that's number one. Number two, there, there's the, the other states where electors are not bound, but they're certainly morally bound. They have been selected. Their votes are not worth more than the populace. Anyone who thinks that they are is uh, foolish and, uh, again, an example of why Donald Trump was elected, that sort of thinking that there should be elite rule in the United States. Uh, that may have been the intent when uh, Hamilton uh, and, and his cronies put this together. Times have changed, and uh, we're now... This is a way to ensure that there's a national election where the voters are heard, but that it keeps in mind regional balance. 
it's this is was really just a routine part of the process in past years. Why is it taking such special significance this year? Well, it, it's in part, I think, because everything in this election is taking a special significance because of Donald Trump and the, uh, uh, an inability to accept the results of the election for many people. And, you know, we did see in 2000 when, when George W. Bush uh, lost the popular vote very narrowly but won the Electoral College also very narrowly, much more narrowly than Donald Trump won the Electoral College, uh, that uh, there, there was a bit of a push. And in the end, only one voter didn't vote the way that they were selected to vote by their state. And that cost Al Gore a vote, but uh, but this time it's all about Trump. You know, this is the television election, it's the reality show election because of him, and that's why we're seeing increased attention on this. Did it help people to to get over the their, the furor about the 2000 election? That that Gore actually basically said, "Look, look it's over. Let's let's just let things go." And Hillary really hasn't said that. For sure. You know, Al Gore, uh, if some people say, oh, well, you know, Hillary just took her time like Al Gore. Al Gore had a lot more reason to take his time in conceding that election than uh, Hillary Clinton did. It was not clear. You know, folks went to bed and then woke up the day after, and we had no idea who won Florida. We had no idea who won New Mexico. We had no idea who won Wisconsin. We had no idea who won uh, Oregon. So there was a whole lot at stake uh, and recounts that needed to happen, especially in Florida. So Al Gore was right to take his time. But when he conceded defeat, he really did start the uh, process of healing uh, and and invited uh, Dick Cheney uh, to the Naval Observatory to start talking about their transition and and was really as uh, classy in the situation as one could be. Hillary Clinton hasn't done that and has also not you know there hasn't been a clear directive from her campaign to the electors don't do this don't 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 mess around with democracy. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on AM nine hundred CHML.